0: What is up everyone? This is Alex Lieberman, co-founder and CEO of Morning Brew, and welcome back to Founders Journal, my daily audio diary made public for the world, where every day I will give you, the listener, a backstage pass into building Morning Brew to help you think better in order to build better. And today I'm going to take you through two lessons that I've learned during Morning Brew's two-day offsite. Let's hop into it. So I want to just set the stage quickly because in yesterday's episode, I didn't outline for listeners what the offsite is. So at Morning Brew, we have a senior leadership team. The senior leadership team includes all of the different heads of departments from product to people, to growth, to content, to sales. And we do offsites quarterly, basically to align on the biggest priorities and issues for the business each year, we do a two-day offsite. So once a year, we do a two-day offsite. And the things we talk about in the offsite include our quarterly goals from the previous quarter to, to look back on them and say, did we meet these goals? Did we not? Why or why not? What are the, we thinking for goals for the coming quarter? What are the biggest issues we're currently facing as a business? What is our one-year plan, our three-year plan, our five-year plan? And then we also go through things like vi- vision, values, purpose, et cetera. So the first day of the annual two-day offsite is around calling out big issues and realigning on what our vision and our values are. And so the purpose of this is we get all of our biggest issues down on paper the first day. And then the second day is focused on talking through these biggest issues, having action items around the biggest issues, and also establishing our company goals and our individual goals for the coming quarter. What You'll hear me from time to time use the language rocks. That is what we call our goals. In other companies, you'll hear the terminology OKRs. So rocks are quarterly goals that senior leaders within the business have, and then we have as a company. So what I'm going to do is walk you through two of the biggest lessons that I've learned in this two-day offsite. So hopefully you can learn from them as well. The first lesson is the long-term value in forcing yourself to prioritize things. Obviously, you know, it goes without saying that as a profesh- professional, to be a high performing professional, prioritization is a really important thing. But what I will say is that not every professional forces themselves to prioritize and make hard decisions every day. And so when it comes time to prioritizing, it becomes a difficult task to do because you're not in the flow of it. And what I found is in the beginning of today's second day of offsite it took like prioritizing and ta- making hard decisions to the max so the way we go about setting our company rocks is we list out as senior leaders basically 25 to 35 things that we think are absolute priorities for the business in the coming quarter obviously you can't focus on 25 to 35 things as a company because there would be no sense of direction for the team and also there would be a no sense of what senior leaders should focus on. And so these major things that we list as senior leaders span every part of the business from culture and hiring to product, to website, to content, to accounting and IT. And so what we do is we list out these 30 things. And then basically for the next one to two hours, which we did this morning, we discuss and debate what are the three to five things the three to five rocks, that should be the most important things guiding the company in the next quarter. So we, in the span of one to two hours, have to go from 30 to 35 things to three to five rocks. And I think what this process does is it forces you to do a few things that are essential skills for any professional, but you don't get to practice necessarily on a daily basis. It forces you to think about opportunity costs, because remember, all 30 of these things are important things. All 30 of these things are things you're going to want to get done, but there simply is not enough time in the day or time in the quarter to do those things. So you have to evaluate opportunity cost, where you basically say all 30 of these things are incredibly important, but what are the few things that if we don't get them done, they will set our company off course for the next several years. It also forces necessary and constructive tension. One of the the things that i found in business is that people naturally do not like confrontation and tension. And that's not a bad thing. People are wired to be agreeable, to build good relationships. And oftentimes, tension is really uncomfortable. But tension is one of the most valuable uh, and constructive things that any professional can both engage in, but also receive. It's a form of feedback. And this act of going from 30 to 35 major things to three to five things creates necessary and constructive tension, Because it is impossible that seven to eight senior leaders are going to, in the back of their mind, have the same three to five things from that 35 uh, item list as their final rocks. And because of that, it's going to cause disagreement and constructive argument that leads to really good conversation that actually loops back into the first thing, which is people out loud talking about the opportunity cost of different decisions. And the final is it forces focus. As I've talked about in a previous Founders Journal episode, there's always this balance as a company, uh, balancing ambition with focus. And what I believe this activity of going from 30 priorities in a list to three priorities in a list does, is it, it forces yourself to say, we want to grow incredibly quickly. We're going to grow inc- incredibly quickly. There are a ton of things we want to do, but we can only focus on a few things. And We need to make sure the things we focus on are the things that are going to move the needle where if we didn't do them the company would be in a way worse spot. So the the uh, the task of prioritizing the main priorities for the business and whittling down that list to the top 10% it forces you to think about opportunity cost, it forces you to have constructive tension with your peers and it forces focus. The second major lesson over the 2-day offsite is how morning brew should think about data. It's literally the conversation I just left before joining founders journal today and i think it's a conversation in the age of technology that every business has how should we be thinking about our data what is our data infrastructure and what data should we be collecting on our audience or our customer and what i will say is in the grand scheme of things morning brew's data is going to be way less you know sophisticated or involved than say a technology com- company a software company even just like a paid product company but what our general approach is is we want to collect data on our audience when we have a good sense of what that data will be used for in the future. I think generally speaking, that people like to default to thinking have more data rather than less data. And I generally agree with that. But I think the important thing to understand is that when you collect data, it's not just you know this light switch. It's not this just like blink of the eye, you collect data on your audience. It involves building the correct infrastructure having the right people, having the right processes in place to analyze that. And that takes time. Going back to the first lesson I was just talking about is one of the best skills you can have in your career is the ability to think about opportunity cost of your time. And so thinking about how you collect data on your customer is no different. And so here's how I think about it for Morning Brew's audience. There are a few types of data that we can collect on our reader. The first is demographic data. So that is us you know surveying our audience or when you sign up for morning brew filling out a profile and that's things like age gender profession geography then the second bucket is engagement data so that's actually not the data that you give us through filling out a survey that's the data you give us by just consuming our product so that is clicks on links in our newsletter opens of our newsletter unsubscribes to our newsletter and so if we if we were to force ourselves to ask the question we can only collect one type of data from Morning Brew's audience, engagement data or demographic data. The way that I would think about this is I would think about what data do we have a clearer sense of how that will be used in the future? Because I do believe, like I said before, is that you should collect data on the things that you think will actually be used in the future. And so my current perspective is that engagement data is going to be the most clearly or uh, immediately impactful thing at Morning Brew knowing Morning Brew's readers' behavior in terms of when they subscribe and when they unsubscribe to understand what is the average life of a reader? What is our open behavior? Using our open behavior to understand the lifetime value of a subscriber. Because if you understand a reader's opens and we charge, say, advertisers based on opens of the newsletter, we can calculate what is the value of each customer we have. I think click data is also immediately impactful. We understand what are the most clicked links in our newsletter what are the categories of those links? Do our readers like career content or do they like personal finance content? Do they get to the bottom of the newsletter or is there a huge drop off in link clicks? I believe that is immediately impactful to understand one, how we should be growing our audience, how much we should be spending on growing our audience. And also what should our product roadmap look like based on what content our readers engage with? So with that, my view is that data is going to continue to be important for any business, But at times, you're going to have to prioritize one thing over several things, not because they're not all important, but because we live in a world of scarce resources, scarce uh, in time, and scarce in money. So, to round things out, there are two big learnings I've had from this offsite. And by the way, every offsite that I have with senior leaders at Morning Brew forces me to think harder about the business. There's always a number of lessons I get from these. In this offsite, it has been the value of forcing yourself to prioritize relentlessly, going from 30 important things to the three to five most important things in the business. And that was an activity we went through uh, this morning. And the second is how do we think about data within our company? And what data collection should we be prioritizing? And how do we just generally think about when it's worth spending the time to build out the infrastructure to collect certain data on our audience? And so I would love to hear from you, my listener, each of these lessons. How do these resonate with you? Where have you had to force yourself to make hard decisions or make really hard prioritization choices. where you are not choosing one of two things, but actually like one of like 10 possible options. And where did you find value in the act of prioritizing? And also, how do you think about the use of data within your company? How do you think about how you prioritize it and what its actual uses are such that you can justify spending the time, the effort, and the technology collecting information on your customer? As always, thank you so much For listening to Founders Journal. I will be back tomorrow at 2.30 Eastern for a live recording. Super thankful for my listeners. As always, if you have feedback for the show, if you have questions about the show, shoot me an email at alexatmorningbrew.com. I love engaging with my listeners. It's awesome to hear from dozens of you every day. But until tomorrow, hope you have a great rest of your day and uh, take it easy, everyone. I'll see you tomorrow.